When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence. The following is a presentation of IMG. America's home for college sports. This is Duck Insight Insight. Insight. on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. 
men's basketball team, Dane Altman, just wrapped up his conversation with the media here just a moment ago. We'll play that for you coming up. Going to hear from Kelly Graves, head coach of Oregon women's basketball. They actually just wrapped up practice, if you're here live with us in the 1 o'clock hour. Now they're traveling out to the mountain schools to take on Colorado and Utah coming up. And, of course, the Ducks have, for men's basketball, the Civil War rematch here. Just a few weeks removed from that loss in Corvallis, the Ducks will get a chance to see if they can, I don't know if right the ship is the right word, maybe it's a little more of get revenge. At least that's what Victor Bailey Jr. alluded to earlier uh, when we talked to him after the last game for the Ducks. I just kind of gave him quick thought on, you know, asked him, what's your thought on coming back and getting ready for this matchup with the Beavers? And he just said, oh, this is definitely a revenge game for us. That's definitely a revenge game. And thought it was interesting to hear him say that. He was pretty upfront that, hey, no, this is a game that we really, really need to get. And, well, just a little while ago, got a chance to talk with Dane Altman on the or downstairs. And I want to play that for you here as we kick off Duck Insider because he just wrapped up and getting ready to go to practice. And it's live radio, as they say, getting to Dane Altman here in a hurry on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. No. These guys feel weak without a game. You know, we, we practice well Monday and Tuesday, and yesterday kind of had an individual day. So, you know, I think they're ready. Um, you know, they seem enthusiastic. They know we got uh, – beat last time got outplayed and uh, so you know, I hope they want to turn that around but Oregon State's played awfully well their experience have shown uh, they do a nice job doing what they do and uh, we're going to have to play awfully well defense they did a nice job against you but they've done that against a lot of people what what sets them apart defensively well they they pack that zone in and uh, you know really collapse on on drivers they make you make the extra pass and if you're not ready to do that um, you know your your offense could be stagnant and uh, make you shoot it over the top and you have to hit some shots you're just two and two from that game but you feel like your team's made a lot of steps since then well I think we've played better you know I mean you know, we've played for the more talented teams in the league um, Arizona State and Arizona, uh, USC, I think, are the three teams that right now are projected uh, to finish strong. And UCLA's right there. They're very talented. I think UCLA's got, you know, three guys that are going to play for a long time, you know, with Wilkes and Welsh and Holiday. I mean, they've got three really good players there, and their, their supporting cast is pretty good. So we've played four talented teams we've played a little better uh, we've had to just to stay in the game but uh, you know Oregon State's talented you know uh, Eubanks and, and Thompson brothers and, and Trey they they got a very talented team and uh, the guys that support them really relish their roles and, and take care of them so uh, they're a well put together team Last time out, the ball the last couple of weeks. How, the way you've been moving the ball the last couple of weeks. How much, potentially, how much better do you think you could be offensively against them this time? Well, I, you know, it goes game to game, but we we have moved the ball better since then, and it's shown in our point production. You know, scored uh, 83 against you know Arizona, 94 the other day, you know, 76, 70. I mean, we've we've scored enough points. Haven't been particularly pleased with our defense and. Uh, Definitely not a rebounding, but uh, 
offensively, I think we have moved the ball better. I thought our first half against UCLA the other day was, you know, by far best. You know, 14 assists, no turnovers. Uh, offensively, we did a good job. Now we we put them on the free throw line way too much that first half and, and let them stay in the game from the line. But, uh, you know, I, th I thought offensively we moved the ball pretty good. Is there a correlation with Peyton playing really well the last four games that your offense has gotten he better? He has made a difference. He has uh, taken a lot of leadership. Uh, he's, he's trying to get our defense more intact. Uh, communication it kind of starts with him. Um, He's, he's done a, a very good job, and, and uh, we've had other players. Obviously, Mikhail stepped up. We've had other players step up, but Peyton definitely has taken a, a leadership role and it has, it has made us play better. Up in Corvallis, it wasn't Peyton's best game. Was that them slowing him down, or did he got in foul trouble early in that? Throw? Well, he got two fouls in the first three minutes of the game, and, uh, you know, that just, you know, it, it uh, hurts a lot of players. I, you know, Troy got two quick ones against Arizona State, and, and then he didn't have a good game. You know, you just, you're so cautious after that because you don't want to get that third foul in the first half if I put you back in there. And, and then, you know, you start the second half going, man, I can't get my third. And, you know, it just puts you on your heels, and, and most guys struggle with that a little bit. So uh, we had kind of the same thing with Holiday, you know, the other day against UCLA. He got those two fouls, and then, wasn't much of a factor in the first half. Now he got it all straightened out in the second half, but it wasn't much of a factor in the first. So um, I think that was, you know, the main reason. Are these guys young enough that I, I think Peyton's only not played five minutes in like the last four games? Are these guys young enough where the, that doesn't really take much of a toll on them? Oh, I don't think so. I mean, we practiced for a couple hours, and I'd, um, I think it's more the emotional drain you know, that wears on a, on a player. In fact, I just got off the phone with, with Dylan Brooks. You know, he's talking about, you know, they're already, you know, 40 games, you know, whatever, you know. So guys can play, you know, and, and uh, you know, I don't think, unless you have something physically bothering you, that it's a physical thing. I think more times than not, it's, you know, the mental drain, you know, that, you know, trying to stay sharp, trying to stay competitive, uh, you know, and we're going to have a, a little bit of a problem with it this year that, you know, for whatever reason, the schedule, we've had both of our one-week games early here. You know, we've, we've got five straight weeks now, and then, then the tournament, you know, of with no breaks, you know. So you know, emotionally, you know, our freshmen, physically, I don't, I don't, you know, I, you know those guys are young, they can play, and, and uh, I, I don't think it's that much of a thing. But I, I do think if a young man's competing at a high level, that it, it does wear you down a little bit, you know, getting up for every game, coming to every practice competitive. Uh, that's where mental toughness comes in. You know, you've got to stay after yourself, and that's what the great competitors do. They, they're able to channel that every day and get themselves ready for practice and games and, and through a long season. Because you do have so many new guys, have you had to coach this team harder or be tougher on them than maybe with some teams in the past? You know, I... You know, coaching not an exact science. I, you know, I haven't brought our coaching staff. Uh, we haven't brought them along as quickly as we'd hoped. Uh, we've said that. And we've told them that. You know, we we thought we'd be further along, and uh, so you know, you look back and you go, what would I have done differently? You know, where should I have been? We've had a lot of nagging injuries. We've had a lot of guys miss practice. 
You know, we've we've had a lot a lot of mispractice days, which affects a young team and a team that you're trying to put together. Um, but you know, looking back, I uh, I haven't done a good job with them. You know, we we should be further along. You know, we we should have a few more wins in the in the win column, and uh, uh, you know, we can't change that. I keep telling them, hey. There's nothing we can change. It's it's done. It's in the books. You know, the only thing we can do is move forward and and try to get better. And uh, you know, here's here's the reasons we haven't been successful. You know, we've we've got to try to change those things. And uh, you know, for the most part, I I think they really want to, but the things we have to change are the tough things. You know, so it's not easy. I, I think if I went out there and told them, hey, fellas, we just we got to get more threes up, you know, they'd be they'd be all in, you know, um, but we're taking too many of those. We're not getting the ball to basket enough on the offensive end. Our ball movement needs to get better. You know, I, I've told them about our stats with the rebounding. You know, they're aware that when we out rebound people, we're in pretty good shape. And when we don't out rebound people, we we haven't been successful. Uh, Defensively, we continue to show them the mistakes we're making, the lack of communication, and how it affects our team. You know, uh, you know, other than you know, really <laughs> making them run every time they don't do it. You know, I don't know what else there is. You know, and, and like I said, the guys want to do it, but it's not easy for first-year players, and at times our leadership uh, let it slip a little bit. But I think they're trying harder now. They they have a sense of urgency more than they did early. And, um, you know, hopefully we can get everybody on the same page. That's Dane Altman, head coach, Oregon men's basketball, talking with the media just a little bit ago, live from basketball practice today. The women just wrapped up, the men about to get rolling. And we're going to talk with uh, the man who knows a lot about both of them, Rob Mosley, the editor-in-chief, GoDucks.com, is coming up next. We'll hear more from Dane Altman coming up. Uh, also going to talk to Kelly Graves, head coach, Oregon women's basketball. Busy show coming, so stick with us. Duck Insider on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. <laughs> This is Joel Block for The Law and You with Eugene attorney Laura Johnson. Laura, I understand Oregon is leading a national effort to protect children from chemicals in certain products. Joel, it's called the Toxic Free Kids Act. It requires manufacturers to disclose and eventually phase out harmful chemicals that are known to cause health problems such as cancer, learning disabilities, and chronic diseases like asthma. Children and pregnant women are especially at risk. Oregon's law helped lead the way to new national laws, the first in 40 years. Implementation will be the next step and will take years. As new chemicals are identified in the Toxic Free Kids Act, we'll be posting them on our website. Our firm has worked to bring public awareness to lead-free children's toys and alternatives to pesticides in parks. Our goal is to protect Oregon children from harmful chemicals. Thanks, Laura. To learn more about the Toxic Free Act and sign up to get reports on chemicals, visit CorsonJohnsonLaw.com. The Law and You is part of Corson and Johnson's work to make communities safer. Duck Insider from IMG. This is the Oregon IMG Sports Network. So, you know, I'm a dog, and I'm kind of new to this family, but I've noticed a trend. My humans do this thing where they go around and get all my toys and hide them in this basket, but it's always the same basket, and it's always the same place, and then they act so surprised when I find them, but I'm like, hello? That's where you put it last time. Humans are the worst at hide-and-go-seek. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. 
Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. Hi, I'm Matt Kenseth. You don't have to be a race car driver to know that life can be full of drama. Some of it you can't control, like mechanical issues, high winds, and rain delays. But there's some drama you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your diploma. Visit FinishYourDiploma.org. That's FinishYourDiploma.org. You just need to take that first step and find free classes near you and leave the drama for the racetrack. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council. All right, well, I said that we were going to have Rob Mosley. Then uh, Sports Information Director Greg Walker pulled a fast one, and we've upgraded. At least that's what Rob said. Peyton Pritchard is here with us. What's going on, buddy? Uh, Nothing much. Just getting ready for practice. All right, practice. So what's the pregame routine for practice? I mean, everybody's shooting, just getting loose. What's kind of going through your mind at this point in the day? Uh, Well, you know, I come in like an hour early. Uh, I try to make about 200 to 250 shots before practice. It's a lot of shots. Uh, Yeah, just same routine. I'm a big routine guy. If I don't do the routine – I feel like my day's not complete, so I <laughs> uh, messed with my head. But, no, that's the that's pregame practice. You know, we got a lot of guys out here, Keith and Naboo are usually out here, VJ. Um, but it's good, you know, guys keep working hard, getting their shot right. I see Will Johnson out here before practice a lot, too. Oh, he yeah. seems like he's another one of those. Yeah, Will's a gym rat, and, you know, that's my roommate, too, so. It's always nice to have gym rats as your roommate, so you know you get in the gym with them. Yeah, they motivate you, don't yeah, they? Yeah, exactly. What do you eat before practice? Um, I usually just eat like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and the thing. Uh, I mix it up. I mean, if it's a busy day, sometimes I don't even get to eat. <laughs> so, maybe the athletic trainers must be telling you don't do that, though. I mean. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. But, I mean, you do what you can on the fly. Yeah. Hey, you've played really well the last four games. We just heard Coach Altman talking about that. Did something click for you, or maybe what's gone on the last few weeks? Um. Yeah, it did actually. I talked with Coach Altman. It clicked with me, and uh, he was he real helps. with me. Yeah, he was real <laughs> with me, and uh, you know, I think I was real with myself, and you know what I need to do to help this team win, and you know, that's not just all about the the flash and you know the scoring and all that kind of stuff. I need to be a leader on the defense end, and you know, I think I've been taking defense more seriously, boxing out, but getting hands on balls, and really, uh, biggest thing, out communication, being more vocal mm-hmm. out there, and being an emotional leader. Um, and I think that's helped my whole game jump uh, on the defense end. It's led to me getting easier buckets on offense, stuff like that. So, um, and you know, it just helped me be a better player. So, for me to realize that and coach to just be super upfront with me, I uh, appreciate that. It's uh, the old adage is that good defense creates stellar offense, mm-hmm. or that kind of a thing. It seems like you guys have really kind of bought into that the last few games. That's kind of what you're getting at, I think. No, definitely, you know. But we still got a long ways to go. Um, a lot of things we got to fix. Um, but you know, I think it's. It's the time and now uh, we got to take care of business on Saturday and just we got to keep it going. That's what Coach was talking about a little bit is that you know that you guys can't be looking back. It's all time to look ahead. Yeah, exactly. If I could look back for just a moment, what didn't go right against the Beavers in Corvallis? How do you maybe build on that towards the second matchup? Uh, you know, put it this way: just a lot of things didn't go right. Uh, offensively didn't go right. Defensively didn't go right. Um, team togetherness didn't go right. People not listening to Coach and, and all that little stuff. So. That was definitely a big wake-up call that game. Um, and sometimes you need things like that, but definitely we're ready. We're, I think we're going to be ready uh, Saturday. Peyton Pritchard, our guest. More on the Beavers coming up in a moment. If you could indulge me for a second. You remember the alley-oop that you threw to Victor Bailey Jr. It was down here at this yeah, basket yeah, over do, here? Yeah, I do. All right, so I talked to Victor Bailey Jr. about that. And uh, I said, so what's, walk, walk me through that. And he said, well, actually, I, didn't, I thought Peyton was going to lay it up. <laughs> I didn't know it was coming. Did you talk to him about this at all? Uh, no, he told me he thought it was going to lay it up, but, you know, 
Uh, everybody, <laughs> they got to stay alert. You know, that's the that's the best thing when they don't know what I'm going to do. The defense probably doesn't know it either then. So you got to be a good distributor, right? Yeah. How do you time that? I mean, can you walk me through that from your perspective on some of the alley-oops that um, you've done? You know, you know, I don't think you really have to time it or try to aim it. Just throw it up for an athlete and let an athlete go get in and dunk it. See, that's what I was going to say is it seems like, you know, it happens so fast. And, and I, I love talking to you guys about kind of what's your thought process because it happens so quickly. And more often than not, it seems like the answer is just that you guys are so athletic, you just throw it to another guy and yeah. he goes and gets it. No, definitely. You know, just put it up there where they can get it no, where the defense can't. All right. So now more on the Beavers, if we could. Uh, <laughs> some of the keys with uh, this team. Uh, um, As far as the Beavers or for our keys to win? Keys to win for uh, you guys. Well, Defense transition, got to take care of that. Starts uh, That starts with us guards. Uh, offensive rebounding, can't let them get second chance points. And then just moving the ball like we have been, but just keep it moving. Get easier shots, work it down. You know, we don't need to rush anything. I think Coach uh, told us when we played Oregon State last time, we took nine threes early. Mm-hmm. Five of them were like bad threes. Yeah. So stuff like that, we don't need that. I do remember him saying that, so if you're <laughs> <laughs> we're on the same page. Finally, uh, before I let you go, with this – team at this point you know the, the the whole thing that everyone always talks about with coach altman squads is that you guys seem to always hit your stride right here at the end of january mm-hmm. heading into february heading into march you guys kind of feel like you've done that you've turned a little corner so to um, say you know i don't you know i would like to f- think that but uh we gotta still you know the only way that shows that is wins so we still got to take care of that um and then, you know, I'll let you know if we turn the corner later down the road. <laughs> All right. I guess. Fair enough. Peyton Pritchard, I know you got to get to practice. How Thank many shots have you put up so far today? Well, you know, I had to do a lot of media. You did stuff, media. So, you talked yeah, to me. Yeah, I mean, so, so only you're like a behind. All right. We'll get down there for another right, 100. Thanks, thank you, Peyton. Thank you. Appreciate it. Peyton Pritchard. Oh, that was fun. Uh, thanks for running up, and I, thanks for drawing the short straw. You're a good sport. I appreciate that. Peyton Pritchard, uh, kind enough to join us. We said that we were going to have one Rob Mosley on, and then, you know, Peyton makes his way up here, and it's like, oh, sorry, Rob. I mean, Rob, Rob got subbed out, and uh, we got Peyton Pritchard here with us. Uh, he's a fun guy to talk to, and I think that, you know, like I've been talking about on this show and on the broadcast throughout the course of the season, my question is, do the Ducks turn the corner or do they just turn a corner, so to say? And I think that that's kind of what we're getting at here with Peyton a little bit, and then throughout the course of the next few weeks, we'll see just how far this team progresses. We're going to sneak a break and come back up more from Dana Altman when we return. I'm Joey Mack, live from men's basketball practice today on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Look, at Carl's Jr., we think that if you're hungry and you have five bucks, you deserve a satisfying meal, like one of our new $5 all-star meals, loaded with American classics like a charbroiled double cheeseburger, hot dog, fries, drink, even a warm cookie. But hey, if that's not your thing, you can always break out your degree in menu engineering, piece something together from the other guy's value menu, or just swing by Carl's Jr. and get yourself a real meal. The $5 All-Star Meals. There's no better way to spend 5 bucks. Price of participation may vary. Price is higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Tax not included. It's starting early and staying late, working hard and helping out, giving your all for your team and your community. And just like the Oregon Ducks, On Point does everything we can to help our team win. Giving local people and local businesses the banking and lending solutions they need to get ahead. We're On Point Community Credit Union, a proud sponsor of University of Oregon Athletics. Federally insured by NCUA, equal opportunity lender. You're listening to Duck Duck Insider on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. You've messed up your daughter's haircut. Do you, A, get spiritual. Mom, where's the mirror? Beauty is within. 
Oh. B. Find the positives. Less time blow drying, more time texting. Or C. Show empathy. Mom, you really don't have twinsies. I kind of love it. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on adoption, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Movies like Contagion are fiction, but disease outbreaks can and do happen. Early detection allows public health officials at the state, local, and federal levels to manage and reduce the spread and impact of a contagious disease. CDC stands ready to respond. Our scientists work 24-7 to address current and potential health threats. For more information about CDC's work or how you can stay healthy, visit www.cdc.gov. Basketball practice says the Ducks. Uh, well, Peyton Pritchard's he's put up about ten shots since we uh, last spoke, and he said he gets, likes to get up two hundred before each practice. Media obligations having to come talk to me. We, we threw off that routine a little bit, so I'm hoping that he gets in another about seventy shots here in the next few minutes. That's what we're we're looking for. Meanwhile, Dean Altman met with the media. We heard a little bit of it earlier on. Now we got part two of Coach Altman meeting with the media just a little bit ago as the Ducks get ready for practice and they're taking on the Beavers at five o'clock on Saturday. Here's Coach Altman. Sometimes do you, do you wonder how they'll respond the first time you really get after them, and then is there a point you just can't worry too much about yeah, that? You know, I mean, and, and the reason is you just haven't been with them enough. You know, they, uh, a trust factor, you know, I mean, in every relationship, but uh, coaching, teaching, uh, they got to trust you a little bit. And, uh, you know, with first-year players, sometimes it takes a while, uh, especially younger first-year players. You know, the older guys, they kind of been around the block, and they can see the film and, you know, kind of, yeah. But younger guys, you know, it, it does take longer, and, and building that trust you know, is is important. You know, for guys to do things that they're not comfortable doing. Uh, you know, blocking out or diving on a loose ball, taking a charge. You know, when you're the leading scorer on a high school team, you know they're not asking you to do those things. You know, they, they don't take charges. You know, they don't dive on loose balls. It's and because um, you know they want to save my fouls. You know, want to. I got to shoot it every time. You know, so. You know, everybody's changing roles, and, and you try to got to get them to buy into that. And, and trust is a big part of that. So huge, just three weeks ago, and both teams are still the same. That make the film a little bit more. Can these guys maybe read a little bit more into it because it's a little bit more recent? Oh, you know, the second time around, you know, you hope the guys understand what we didn't do the first time, and you know, have a little better idea of what it takes. Uh, you know, we'll see. You know, this is a new group, and the old group really did a great job you know we've, we've had last few teams you know that second time around they've really locked into what we needed to do and and uh really tried to execute uh, like i said this is a new team and, and we'll just see you know how they handle it can you, can you improve end of game execution in practice or how do you address that well i'm much more concerned about our you know inability to get stops late you know uh We've put teams on the line, you know, with with, with Arizona and and USC late, you know. Um, so, you know, offensively we we haven't done a great job, but 
we've had some good looks. We just haven't finished. But defensively, we, we have not done a good job. And so, you know, we do play you know, a lot of late-game situations. We play little four-minute games and, you know, try to get them comfortable with that. But, uh, you know, we, this group, you know, needs to continue to get better at that. We've, we've had our opportunities the, the last four games to, to finish them. And a couple we have finished, but a couple we haven't. Dylan making the Rising Stars game was that a pretty special Absolutely. conversation? No, I'm so happy for him, and uh, you know he's excited about it. And uh, we happen to be playing in LA, so he was already getting his uh, speeches ready to give to the team and, and uh, get on him a little bit. His, his fiery speeches that, that he likes to give, and. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm I'm so proud of him. He's he's had a really good stretch. I don't know if you followed the last few games. He'd been playing really well, and the Grizzlies had won three or four games in a row, so they had a little good stretch. And he he'd been playing really well. So um, no, I'm really happy for him. I mean, he's playing hard and playing well. What was your feeling out process like when he was a freshman? Like how long in, before you kind of felt like you knew him well enough to push his buttons? Or oh, I, you know that went through the entire first year. You know. Uh, Dylan's really high strung, you know, and he uh, and I were butt heads on technicals and things like that. I don't believe in him, and, you know, he, he got a few of them, so I kept benching him. And, uh, um, you know, but the one thing that we always had in common is, is I loved his competitiveness. You know, you, you look for a trait that, that you really like in each player, and you, and you want to always look at that trait and try to bring that one and his competitiveness uh, and I've been able to do this a long time and he's in the top five guys I've had for competitors you know he you know hey we need 10 rebounds tonight to win the game and he's going to try to get 10 rebounds I love that from coach Altman talking a little bit about Dylan Brooks and the way that he has just progressed as a player I thought that was cool hearing that from coach Altman here today and I saw a couple of you on the Facebook stream commenting that uh, that buzzing has returned off to work on that because it looks like we've got something going on where it sounds totally fine for Randy and I on the radio side but then going into the radio stream it seems like something's going wrong so hopefully we'll be able to get that ironed out for you in the next uh, segment or two we're gonna get a break come back uh, we'll hear a little bit more from coach Altman in just a little while so stick with us live from basketball practice Joey Mack here with you on the Oregon IMG Sports Network this is Joel Block for the law and you with Eugene attorney Don Corson Don, you recently won a case against an insurance company for improper practices after an auto accident. What happened? We represented a man who bought auto insurance to protect his family. When he got in an accident, his insurance company refused to settle, and he was sued. There was a substantial judgment against him. His insurance company's lawyers encouraged him to take bankruptcy. That's just plain wrong. We were asked to help the man and filed a lawsuit against his insurance company for its unacceptable practices. When the jury heard the facts... They strongly penalized the insurance company for its misconduct. Most cases like this are never prosecuted because insurance companies are exempt from Oregon's unfair trade practices law. Until this law changes, insurance companies sometimes can take advantage of their Oregon policyholders. Thanks, Don. For more on your rights with insurance companies, visit the law firm of Corson & Johnson at CorsonJohnsonLaw.com. The Law and You is a community service and does not replace the advice of an attorney. Don't go anywhere. Duck Insider continues after these messages on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. On the Oregon IMG Sports Network. 
I've got the water, energy bars, and camera. I think we're set for the hike. Almost. We need to protect our skin. Don't forget your wide-brimmed hat and sunscreen. All right. I've got the hat. I've got SPF 30. Will that work? Yeah. Anything 15 or higher is good. Just make sure it says broad spectrum. Great. Got it. I am not getting burned again. Let's go. Learn more at cdc.gov cancer. Hi, I'm Kathy Rigby, and I love portraying Peter Pan on the stage. But there are many children who are facing the reality of life-threatening illnesses every day. Discovery Arts helps children undergoing cancer treatment step outside of their illness and into a world of imagination by bringing them music, dance, and arts adventures while they're in the hospital. For $15 a month, you can become a Discovery Arts partner and bring art adventures to a child facing the unimaginable. Visit discoveryarts.org today for more information. Mac, welcoming you back to Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Today's show brought to you by Bymark. Get ready for your season for less. Live from Oregon basketball practice, the Ducks are just wrapping up their warm-up. Practice starting at 1.30 if you're here live with us. So they're going in, watching some film, getting ready for some stuff, and then they get ready to take on the Beavers. So this is going to be an interesting game. I think with the Beavers, transition defense, as Peyton Pritchard said, and then also Oregon just, I think, got outworked in the last few minutes of that game. Something that Coach Altman talked about immediately on that post-game show, I remembered. So... To me, the Ducks have taken a step, I think, in the playing hard category and that competitive fire and that sense of urgency. I think the Ducks have really taken a step forward in that regard. And you're at home against your rival. I think I like Oregon's chances there. Now, a team that did extremely well against their rival, the women's basketball team, when they were in round two at home against Oregon State. I think I like Oregon's chances we're going to hear now from Kelly Graves, head coach of Oregon women's basketball. They just wrapped up practice earlier, and now they're on a plane out to the mountain schools. Kelly Graves meeting with the media, talking about where his team's at and heading into what is traditionally kind of a tough road trip. Kelly Graves, head coach of Oregon women's basketball, meeting with the media. At all with four of the last six on the road? Um, nope, nope. I think our kids have been able to compartmentalize one game at a time. That's the key. I think in an 18-game league schedule, that's the way you have to look at it. You can't overlook anybody and think about the next game or look it at I, I don't even think you can look at it big picture so Friday's the only thing we got going right now what's your biggest challenge on Friday um I think a couple things um number one I think that Colorado's playing much better they had a good weekend in the Arizona's this last week um number two they beat us there last year so you know they they know that they can they can beat us uh I think three you know it's another game where we're a little short-handed so, um, you know, I've always felt that injuries in the short term don't always hurt you, but in the long term they do because you're losing now a good player and teams can adjust knowing that you don't have that player. So um, uh, I think lastly we just, again, we got to focus on them and not think about Utah on Sunday. So still no Lexi going into this weekend? Yeah, I don't know. Lexi won't be available this week. And we, again, we don't know when. That's I leave that to the professionals. So these last couple of weeks coming off um – uh, big wins, the L.A. trip in particular, what has been that mentality? What has their, been, their reaction been in that first practice? Uh, pretty good. First practice, we, we, we get after it. That's, that's the one day of the week we really try to um, do a lot of live stuff, a lot of defensive breakdown. Uh, it's the day we get a lot of our practice guys, so we do one-on-one and two-on-two against them. Um, 
and yeah, and most of our five on five is is done on Wednesday. So that's our tough day because Thursday you try to scale back and and use it as a prep day because you're playing on Friday. Saturday's a prep day because you're playing on Sunday, and then you go back around. So Wednesday's the one day of the week we really get after it. Is Sunday the most confident Mallory's been all season? Uh, I think so. You'll have to ask her, but boy, she sure played like it. We challenged her on uh, on Saturday at practice and and again on game day, and she stepped up to it. You know, we we told her we needed her. We had to be able to take Gulich one on one to some degree, and and she showed that she's you know capable. You know, I keep saying I think Mallory is a potential pro. You just got to put her mind to it. If that's something she wants it or wants to do, then I think she's capable. How much does uh, offensive, um, offensive strategy change with Satu and Mallory in together? Well, it changes a lot because now you're playing, uh, you know, with two post players. Uh, we play a lot more through the high post with Mallory. She can make that little 17-footer, but now you're making two-point shots instead of spreading the floor with Satu and Bando and Maite and Sabrina at, at the three-point line. And then it's harder to double down on, on Ruthie. So instead of Ruthie going one-on-one against a lot of people, with Mallory, you can cover down a little bit easier. So, yeah, changes how we play, but uh, it's okay. I think it can be equally as effective. We just haven't done it for a while. So, it, you know, we've got to kind of change how we approach things. How does she handle those responsibilities as a passer? Mallory? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. She's a great passer. Uh, if you look at a lot of the sets we run late in games, you know, uh, we get her the basketball in the high post area or even the low post and, and let her make decisions. And we'll play. We'll run people off of her and we'll screen away so that she's making the pass. Yeah. She's, uh, number one, she can look over most people, <laughs> which helps. And number two, she's, she's really strong and, and she's just got a good ability, I think, to, you know, to see what's open and when it's open. How much of uh, Friday's loss in Corvallis do you think was due to like adjustments because of Bando's absence? Oh well, I don't. We didn't lose because Lexi wasn't there. Um, we lost because they they played better than us and we didn't defend. I mean, we beat them on Sunday without Lexi in a game that wasn't, you know, all that close. So I don't think that really had the issue. I think it was they were uh, more ready and they played harder and they defended better. Are you tempted to look deeper on the bench, even though you've, you've been so good with your starting five, just to kind of make sure they have their legs later in the season? What's that balance like right now? Uh, yeah, yeah, no doubt. We need to have some, some people stepping up, and bench is shorter now with an injury. But, um, yeah, that's always the goal. You want to play as many people as you, as you can. I uh, also want to win the games. And and uh, and I'm certainly confident in the players there. But that's why when we can get them rest, we do. You know, early in the season when Sabrina's playing 20 minutes, some nights 22 minutes, it's for the long term. So, uh, yeah. I know you've addressed this before, but just how, how did Mallory handle from an attitude perspective coming off the bench uh, earlier this year and kind of keeping herself ready? Mallory is the true teammate. And I'll tell you, I don't, I don't think it bothers her. Um, I think she just does... You know, whatever, uh, whatever she can. I, I, and, and again, I think it, some of it comes back to mentality. That's what I'm saying. I think she can be a pro if she, if she really wants to. And part of that is the mentality. Maybe she should be ticked off that, you know, that we went a different direction. But I think we did it for a good reason. We were up front with her. And she accepted it and made the most of her minutes when she did get it. So I think it's a, it's a little of both there. You know, you want her to be angry, but at the same time, you know, she's a team first kid. And, and if, you know, those that know her, you know, like we do, understand that. I mean, she's about as good as it gets. 
personal level do you enjoy this coaching matchup or is it tough uh, going against Colorado well it's it's tough I, you know as crazy as it sounds when they beat us last year there and we took it hard but I was really happy for her she needed that win you know and uh, she's just such a great kid I still call her a kid we talk all the time uh, you know I love JR I mean I, I truly do she was uh, you know my point guard for two years on a couple of really really good teams and then coached with me five or six years and so we've stayed, stayed close um, her husband actually coached with me as well so um, yeah we couldn't have a better relationship and I, I, there's, you know, that's the team I cheer for the most other than the Ducks. You had a rough uh, shooting game the other night. Uh, do you talk to her about that, or does she more does she self-motivate to bounce back the next night? Those were, you know, those, those were pretty makeable shots for her most nights. She's going to make 70% of them, and she just didn't. But, again, you got to credit, you know, uh, Oregon State's defense. They, they don't make anything easy around the basket, and – you know, maybe it's a half a foot further than normal, and there's and Gulich is such a good defender. She's got a hand right there, but most of the nights Ruthie's going to make those. It's just nice to know we can win like that without her having to make 70% of her shots. Coming off Sunday, have you sent out any of your motivational or informative texts to the team? No, not yet. I was sending them to my son at South Eugene High School, and they took it on the chin last night at uh, at Sheldon. That was a tough loss, but um, no, not yet. But I will. I will this week, yeah. Probably tonight. That's a good reminder. Thank you. My wife's not in town. Uh, she's, she's out of town, and she usually reminds me, so I appreciate it. Going back to Mallory, she can hit that 15-18 foot jumper with regularity, and people know that by now. So how does she keep getting that shot? Why do teams continue to let her take that when she's pretty accurate with it? Well, I think you look at analytics. You know, the, the long two-point right. shot. Uh, is just isn't as valuable as the three-point shot. And uh, you still have Ruthie inside, you know, and you've got to account for her. And usually that's where they'll double, you know, they'll double off the four. And so it's a, it's a shorter double down, you know, when she's only at 15 to 17 feet. But, again, she hasn't played, you know, the minutes that she's playing. And now people might adjust to it. So I'm interested to see how teams now adjust, knowing that, okay, they won't have Bando, and now we have to guard Mallory. So... I'm just, hey, you guys, she's a pure shooter. I think one of the things in the offseason, we're going to extend that range. She's worked on it, but not. It's one thing to work on it knowing that you're probably not allowed to shoot it in the games. <laughs> but I think next year we'll actually have that as a weapon for us. Plus, given your height, isn't that an almost impossible shot to block? Um, yeah, good point. I'm sure. Yeah, and the reason we went with Satu at the four, most teams don't have... Uh, a, a big four that can cover. They usually go with a, a center and then four guards. And uh, so we kind of matched up that way. So I think you're, you're on to something. Friday, Satsu looked like she was unsure of herself at times. Obviously, yeah. Sunday was a different story. When you talked last week about her riding the elevator of emotions kind of up and down, is that an example of that where you just kind of see two sides, two sides of her game? And Sure. Yeah, sure. I, and again, I think the Beavers, they, they make you question yourself because they, they give you shots. You know, they're, they're contested, but they, they give you shots. They let you run your stuff. And I think she was just really hesitant on Friday. And we, we talked about it after the game and then again on Saturday and said, hey, this shot's going to be available. So know that going in and, and be ready for it. And she, yeah. And, and it helps. She hit a couple threes off broken plays. And once you make a couple, then your attitude changes. But that was really fun, you guys, that last game. 
I mean, the whole weekend. I mean, 14,000 fans came out to see women's basketball in two nights. I, I think that's incredible. That, that's such an, uh, an awesome deal. And I don't think it'll stop. You look at that two years ago, I think it, it, that game pulled 2,000 here. How's that make you feel? And what's that show you? Just in a couple of years, it's nearly or more than tripled. Oh, well, I, I think it's neat. I'm glad they're coming out. It's a good product. Uh, both sides, you know, they, they play great basketball. I think we do too. Uh, both very competitive, play intense, playing better defense. And, uh, you know, I think fans around here appreciate good basketball, and that's why they're coming out. We need them. We only have four games left at home, so we need to continue to have that support. I think that they are going to continue to have that support. Kelly Graves, head coach, Oregon women's basketball, meeting with the media. They're seeing some incredible things here at Matthew Knight Arena, and I am so excited to see how far this team could go. It looks like they're going to be hosting the first rounds against the tournament because remember in the women's tournament, the top 16 seeds host the first two rounds, and then the Ducks could end up in Spokane for the next couple rounds. Could work out really well for Oregon, I think, moving forward. Kelly Gray was meeting with the media. Uh, you heard also a lot of conversation about Mallory, Mallory McGuire. Remember, she was in the starting lineup. Then Satu Sabali ended up in the starting lineup. Ducks made that change. Without Lexi Bando, though, Mallory McGuire back in there. So they're a little bigger. And you heard Coach Graves talk about some of that strategy a little bit. Well, she's done a really nice job just taking over, I think, and doing things and coming off the bench and then now back in the starting lineup. She, it's been a fun, I think, season for her. You got to know her a little bit on Tip-Off Tuesday, presented by the Cooler Terry Johns. Talked with her and also the general media talked with Mallory McGuire, the forward for the Ducks this week. That high, right above the free throw line jumper is automatic for her. And when she plays this well, I think the Ducks are very, very difficult to beat. Mallory McGuire meeting with the media. Never mind. We'll come back after the break. And then hear from Mallory McGuire, Duck Insider on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Like any winning team, it takes every part of EMC Insurance Companies working together to successfully ensure that our agents, policyholders, and employees can count on EMC. And they do. They count on our broad range of insurance products and services. They count on our superior level of personalized service, and they trust that we will continue to be a financially stable partner just like we have been for more than 100 years. All of this makes EMC one of the nation's premier insurance companies, and that's something you can always count on. Introducing Carl's Jr.'s $5 All-Star Meals. Load it with satisfying classics. For just 5 bucks, you get a charbroiled double cheeseburger hot dog and, oh yeah, fries, drink, and a fresh-baked cookie. Or a double cheeseburger, a spicy chicken sandwich, and what? The fries, drink, cookie thing again? Or hand-breaded tenders and, spoiler alert, fries, drinks, and cookies for days, y'all. All for just 5 bucks. The $5 All-Star Meals. Stop by Carl's Jr. and get yourself one today. Price of participation may vary. Price is higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Tax not included. This is Duck Insider from IMG, America's home for college sports. Jill, why don't you tell the class what you did this weekend? Well, my dad and I went in search of some magical minnows and found a zillion of them in the stream from our lookout rock. Then my sister and I escaped from an evil slug king and went back to my super twig fort for safety. Then we told stories till it got dark, and the Big Dipper led us all the way home. Where were you, Jill? We went to the forest. It's not that far away. Ask your parents to take you and your friends to the forest this week. It's closer than you think. Check out discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. It's practical. Poly Radio. I've switched to cooking with healthier oils. So now what do I do with all these tubs of lard? Skinny jeans feeling too tight, a bit of lard on your hips and thighs, and those pants slide on like a dream. So there's no need for that lard to go to waste. But get your best heart-healthy trade-up with healthier oils, like canola,
canola, olive, or other vegetable oils, which can actually lower your chances for heart disease. Learn more at heart.org slash face the fats. Canola Info is the national supporter of the American Heart Association's Face the Fats campaign. This broadcast of University of Oregon Athletics is authorized under rights granted to IMG College, LLC, by the University of Oregon and is intended solely for the entertainment of our listening audience. Any publication, rebroadcast, retransmission, or commercial use of the descriptions and accounts of this game or show without the express written consent of IMG College and the University of Oregon is prohibited. The announcers are selected by IMG College and approved by the University of Oregon. Today's legal disclaimer brought to you by Corson Johnson. Law and life is in sports. You have to enforce the rules to keep people safe. Learn more about how the law can help make our community safer at CorsonJohnsonLaw.com. Corson Johnson Law Firm, a proud sponsor of the Oregon Ducks. We're at Matthew Knight Arena today. Ducks getting ready to come out from the film room and practice here. The men's team, that is, getting ready for the Beavers here in just a little while. We also, though, got a chance to catch up with Mallory McGuire. And the Ducks have definitely, you heard me saying before the break, enjoyed having her in the starting lineup and then off the bench and now back in the starting lineup. How was she, how'd she handle that? I thought it was an interesting conversation that Mallory McGuire had with the media this week. Most confidence you've had so far this season? Uh, yeah, I, I would say most confidence, yes. <clears throat> uh, what, what's been the process of kind of finding your mid-range game again and then turning that into a weapon? Um, just keep getting in the gym, keep getting shots, and um, knowing that like whenever my number is called is when I need to be able to put out on the floor. How much of a challenge is that, or not, to kind of keep yourself prepared? Um, I think it's, I mean, we have such a deep bench. Um, no matter what happens, if somebody gets hurt, if somebody gets in foul trouble, you always need to be ready, even if it's the fourth quarter with one minute left, you need to be ready. What's the transition like into December to go from that starting role to coming off the bench? Um... Uh, it was not as challenging as I thought it was going to be. Um, Satu's doing amazing, and um, I just had to work harder. And um, it's unfortunate that Bando's out, but my number was called, and so um, the work has been put in, and so now it's putting, being shown on the court. Kelly said you were you handled your class teammate, example of a teammate. But still, did that kind of was that a blow to your confidence at all, or did you know that Satu was going to give the starting lineup a little something different? Did that make it easier? Um, was it easier? Sorry. What was your, I guess what was was that a blow to your confidence at all when you got replaced? Um, a little bit. Take it as a challenge. Um, I did take it as a challenge. Um, I mean, Kelly always wants us working really hard, and um, I mean, we all work super hard in practice, and it shows Satu has been working exceptionally hard, so she earned that. Got pro potential, but he, he makes it sound like you may not believe that about yourself sometimes. What what's it like to hear that and try to come to terms with that sort of ceiling? Um, he's told me that before too. Um, I don't know. It's sometimes I don't see that in myself, but it's nice to see that he sees that because I mean he's an amazing coach and he's gotten us this far. And to see what he can do with other players like Jillian and um, other players like that. Um, it kind of boosts my confidence as well. So, is that your dream? Um, I'm not sure yet. We'll see in the next year. Or so we'll see. How did that kind of deep inside the three-point line shot become your shot? I mean, it's just like your area out there. I don't know. Um, it honestly, I didn't have it in high school. It kind of developed here, I guess you could say. Um, I don't know how that came. I just worked on it in practice, and it's just been kind of my game. 
Did Sabrina talk to you before that Sunday game about the, the pick and pop up top and, and having you maybe show a little closer to the basket? Yeah, uh, we uh, worked on that again on Saturday. Was that Saturday? Yeah, Saturday. We worked on me coming in a little closer because at Corvallis, at Oregon State, I was popping a little bit too high and I wasn't hitting all the shots, so kind of rolling a little bit closer in my range helped a lot. Kelly said he made it sound like he wants you to get the three-point shot in his part of your arsenal next year, you know, kind of long-term. Do you see that being something that can become part of your arsenal? Oh, for sure. Um, just got to keep working on that. I did work on that a little bit in the spring, but just got to get the mid-range, like, down and pat before we go out to the three. Mallory, given what happened last year in Boulder, is this going to be pretty easy to focus on Colorado? Um, I think so. I mean, it gives us a good confidence boost going into the, this weekend. But um, Colorado and well, or Colorado and Utah are both really good teams, so we still got to focus on them. And uh, Oregon State's that happened. We're on to the next now. What do you remember about last year's game at Colorado? What went wrong? Oh gosh, that game. I just all I know is we. I don't think we came out ready to play. I think we kind of underestimated them a little bit. And I know the elevation isn't a, like a factor in that. It shouldn't be, but. Um, we just got to be ready to play this weekend. Good stuff from Mallory McGuire talking about her transition as she was in the starting lineup last year, beginning of this year. Then Satu Sabali ends up in the starting lineup. The Ducks make that change. Then after that, she's, because of Lexi Bando's injury, back in the starting lineup. I see Cindy asking on the Facebook stream, you know, what, what does the starting lineup potentially look like next year? I mean, I think it's a very good question. Did the Ducks decide to stick with this lineup now that, They've had experience with this lineup, with Lexi Bando being banged up here towards the end of this season. Because of that, do maybe they, they decide to stick with the McGuire, Sobley in the post, along you know with Ruthie Hebert. And then you have Sabrina Ionescu and my take as well. Maybe that is your starting lineup moving forward next year. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how Kelly Graves plays that moving forward. All right, I want to switch gears here as we're still at men's basketball practice, but Oregon baseball had their media day. That's right. Baseball season is just around the corner. Their official first practice is coming up. We're getting close to the start of baseball season. And George Horton met with the media. Head coach for the Ducks talking about all things Oregon baseball. We'll have some of that for you today, and then we'll wrap it up for you tomorrow as well. As George Horton, the head coach for the Ducks, met with the media on media day, getting ready for the start of baseball season. Different approaches over the years in terms of goal setting and uh, you know stating goals versus not stating goals. What kind of approach are you trying to take with this group as, as they uh, head toward the season? Well, that's always that lingering thing out 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 there somewhere is the goals and how you're going to do and certainly that uh, the win loss record and how you finish or is something that you're always going to gauge your performance on and and how you did. But we've kind of taken it uh, back to just uh, more of the process things that you know all of us coaches sound clichés, but uh, we've established a, a pack that we call it uh, to try to get a personality and. It, reinvest into the culture and the work ethic and and hopefully uh, by doing so and what they did in the fall and the building blocks they put in place there and then of course Friday starting the the starting uh, call for everybody out in the country it's a common starting date that everybody believes they have a chance and they want to do the best they can and we're looking forward to that start date and uh, kind of reevaluate uh, where we left off and the evaluation of the team and individuals and get a good look at them to see how they did over the holidays so that's that's probably a good gauge on how we're going to start at least uh, you know their work that they put in over the holidays when the coaches weren't around 
the past two seasons haven't ended the way that you guys had hoped with no postseason. Do you feel like this is a group that has something to prove this year? Yeah, but uh, we did. We had something to prove last year and the year before as well. So uh, hopefully that taste uh, in our mouth and that disappointment uh, when you wake up in the morning and you've, you've got the rigors of the challenges of the day and what you're going to uh, put forth. Uh, we'll have a long memory about that, but we will have a short memory as far as the, the losses are concerned and hopefully go into the season with some confidence and believing that we're a contender and, you know, day by day that'll reveal itself uh, how we're doing in, the, in that aspect. When you were able to sign that contract extension, you know, what did that say about the university's support for you? And uh, I guess just what was that What was that like for you? Well, I thought that all along. You know, I was hoping and uh, the anniversary didn't happen and, and the naysayers or people were out there, hey, when are you going to sign that? And I felt like I felt the support from them uh, all along, just like in the previous 10 years I've been here. And uh, they validated that with uh, signing that on time. And, um, you know, I guess uh, what I can do is my best ever effort, uh, not that I haven't been trying hard for the previous nine years, but to reward them and the institution for their trust in me. And, uh, you know, nobody's more motivated than me to, to have a bounce back year off of the last two years, especially in what we've done, and try to create more of the momentum we had uh, in the first five years, basically. Yeah, I mean, the, the attendance during the first five years, especially like postseason, I mean, fans were, were into it. How do you try to kind of re- recapture that and recapture maybe some fan energy into this stadium? Well, the event management, we've done a lot with marketing and the event and try to make it a fan-friendly fan venue. I can't control the weather. Mother Nature's going to do that. And, uh, you know, certainly the, the warmer springs last year was a uh, not a very warm spring for everybody. And uh, winning uh, makes the rain not quite as bad and the temperature a little bit warmer and hopefully we can create some excitement uh, with the wins and the losses and the style of play uh, will be a, more of an exciting brand of baseball and uh, that that's a good start. Uh, we've looked at other things on uh, making ticket prices a little bit friendly, improve the food, all kinds of things that our administration's working hard to try to make it a better uh, environment for our fans and my job is to try to uh, make the best team as possible and that's what I can control Lose a guy like PD obviously hard to replace but the way Mercer's developed do you have confidence that you're going to be able to field a pretty good Friday night guy still yeah whether that's uh, Mercer's not the only candidate we, we feel like Acuna's had a really good fall and he's a year older and our sophomore class in general we feel very good about them and uh, Cole Stringer has been nothing but consistent um, and so you know we've got uh, with Mercer, uh, the makings of possibly that could be our rotation. And we've got four freshmen that w- we're very high on uh, that are going to log uh, significant innings, whether it's in a starting role or a relief role. And then, uh, you know, possibly looking at Kenyon and uh, Nelson on the, on the back end. And, and Parker Kelly's really had a good summer and a good fall. And so uh, we look like we will be able to get off to a good start on the mound. And we've got some good young guys that uh, we think will fill the gaps and get us to the back end of the bullpen. Now, those roles could change. Kenyon could be a special. 
You hear George Horton there talking about the baseball season and the roles that could change. Maybe Kenyon Yovan is the closer. Maybe he isn't. We'll see what the Ducks decide to do with the rest of that rotation. Just a little taste. We'll hear more from Coach Horton coming up tomorrow on Duck Insider with our full weekend preview. My thanks to uh, Peyton Pritchard for running up here, Dean Altman as well. And uh, <laughs> Rob Mosley, I'm sorry that we had to substitute for you, buddy. I know you were here in spirit. I appreciate it. Uh, signing day events. I do want to tell you about this. Go to GoDucks.com and look at the signing day hub. They've got a ton of events around the state of Oregon that you might want to get in on. And Steve Prefontaine would have turned 67 today. Happy birthday, Pre. we got Duck Insider coming up for you tomorrow. We'll be back in the Duck Store talking men's basketball, women's basketball, baseball, and more on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. I rescued Toast from a shelter in 2011. I love Toast because she's a lazy diva. Toast does whatever she wants, obviously. She's sleeping right now. She's so loving. She's so comforting. When I walked into the shelter, I knew right then that she was special. Toast, Instagram star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. When is the best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster? When floodwaters reach your door? When wildfires are engulfing the edge of your neighborhood? Or an earthquake is destroying buildings? Or is the best time, perhaps, today? During a disaster, you may not be able to stay in touch with your family or friends as easily as you think. Go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Hi, Mom. Is Claire's birthday party today? Me again, Mom. Where did I put my history book? Hi. Sorry, forgot one last thing. Sometimes it's hard to concentrate. At school, I start looking out the window, and then I forget what I was supposed to be thinking about. I know it seems like I don't care, but I do. It's just difficult for me. Love you, Mom. Bye. Join parents and experts at understood.org, a free online resource about learning and attention issues to help your child thrive. Brought to you by Understood.org and the Ad Council. Alvin and the Chipmunks want to remind you to keep bacteria and food from making you ill with four simple steps. This should be a walk in the park. Clean. Wash hands and surfaces often. I'm waiting for the rain cycle. Separate. Keep raw meats away from ready-to-eat foods. Yep. Cook. Make sure meat, poultry, and seafood is cooked to the right temperature. Fire in the hole! And chill. Refrigerate food promptly. Bingo! Check your steps at foodsafety.gov. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. The road trip to food safety starts at foodsafety.gov. You've been listening to Duck Insider on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. A special thanks to University of Oregon Athletics Director Rob Mullins. Duck Insider is an exclusive presentation of IMG, America's home for college sports.